Welcome. This is Tim Michelle with the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Michelle and I had to go to London here a few weeks ago, and as we were driving along, we were talking about the holidays coming up and celebrating Christmas and New Year's and everything else. It's kind of funny. We started talking about food, what kind of food we were going to eat. And we started talking about food we hadn't eaten in a very long time. Because of our age and our health concerns, we quit eating the food we used to eat and kind of eat a new diet nowadays and try to stay healthy and watch your cholesterol and all the rest of this stuff. But every once in a while, we'll talk about the good old days. And as we're talking about the good old days, I was talking about the food we used to eat, as one thing came to mind. It was homemade meatballs smothered in mushroom gravy. I just loved those things. And I told Michelle, I'm going to make me a batch of meatballs and mushroom gravy. And she goes, you know how bad that would be? And I said, you know how good that would be? She said, that, that, that'd be terrible. It'd be bad. I said, no, it'd be, it'd be good. It'd be great. She goes, no, it'd, it'd be bad. I said, Michelle, it'd be so good, it'd probably be bad. Now, can something actually be so good that it's bad? You know, it's kind of one of those questions we have to ask ourselves from time, time to time. Can something actually be so good that it's bad for us? And the truth of the matter is, probably not. If something is that good, then whatever it is in itself is probably okay. But it's probably how we use it or abuse it that makes it bad. When I think about this, I can't help think about the Garden of Eden and what took place all those years ago in that garden. You know, the garden was a beautiful place. It was a perfect place. In fact, when we think about what it says in Genesis 1.31, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, can you imagine how good something is when God says it's good? He looked at all he created. He saw that it wasn't just good, but it was very good. It was perfect. We also know that in this garden that God created, there was this tree, okay? A tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, we have to understand something about that tree. The tree itself wasn't bad. There was nothing bad about that tree. It was actually good. It was something that God had created, so it had to be good. What took place around the tree wasn't so good. You know, in Genesis chapter 3, verses... 1, 2, and 3, it says this. Now a serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now we have to realize something. That word is subtile. In verse 1, Subtle means this, cunning, crafty, prudent, okay? So this serpent, which we know is actually Satan in disguise, was cunning, crafty, and prudent, okay? And he bade the woman when he asked her if God actually said they could eat of every tree of the garden. Notice there was one tree that was off limits. But the woman informed the serpent they could eat of any tree except for that one certain one. Because they ate of that one certain one, they would surely die. Now, the serpent said in verse 4, he said this, Now, the serpent said to the woman, Ye shall not die. Basically, Satan is calling God a liar. And who's the father of lies? Of course, we know Satan is. He goes on, verses 5 and 6, and says this, For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, now it's pleasant to the eyes, and a tree was to be desired to make one wise. 
she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave it also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now, according to Satan, the reason God didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from his tree was because they did, they'd be like gods and would know everything. Now, as Eve looked at this fruit, she was tempted in three different ways. Okay, she saw it was good for food. She saw it was pleasing to the eye, and she saw it make her wise. You know, Satan uses those same basic temptations all throughout human history, and most all sin falls into one of those three categories. If we go back and look at 1 John 2.16, we see this. It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. You see, Satan knows how to attack Adam and Eve. The food is one type of lust of the flesh. It appeals to self-preservation. The fruit looked desirable. It was pleasing to the eyes, so it appealed to the lust of the eyes. And who doesn't want to be wise? Who doesn't want to be wise and smart and know everything? And that appeals to the pride of life. You see, Satan convinced Amony that all they ever needed and all they ever wanted lied within their grasp. All they had to do was reach out and grab the forbidden fruit and eat of it. After all, the fruit was so good. It would make them like gods. And how much better can it get than that? This is one of those times in life where the tree was so good, it was bad. Not the tree itself was bad, but the results of eating the tree would wreak havoc in their lives. And not just their lives alone, but the lives of all mankind from that point forward. You know, Satan is using the same tactics over and over and over throughout all of history to attack mankind. You can pick out any kind of sin there is, and I was about to bet you, It'll fall into one of those categories, either the lust of the flesh or lust of the eyes or pride of life. Now, I, I, I want to encourage you sometime to stop and just think about things in your life that you have trouble dealing with or things in your life that trip you up and see which one of the categories they fall in. You'll be surprised to see that each one of them falls into one of those three categories. See, Satan's no idiot. Satan knew exactly what he's doing in the garden. He wanted to trip up Adam and Eve. He wanted to make life difficult for mankind. He wanted to do something to to destroy this paradise that God had created. That's just the way Satan is. And the thing is, he's been doing that ever since then. Every single day, Satan is telling us how good things are. How good it be to be this way? How good it be to be that way? But in the end, all those good things are bad unless you're focused on Jesus Christ. If what you do in life is focused on Christ and nothing else, then those things are all good. In fact, they're great. They're fantastic. But if you're doing things that are focused on this world, I don't care how good they look, they're actually bad. So keep that in mind as we're heading into this new year. And just remind yourself, every time something comes up that just seems too good to be true, remember, it probably is too good to be true. And it's probably actually bad. Now, as a reminder before I sign off today, I want to once again remind you of the coming changes to the voice of Camp Nathaniel. As I said before, this will be our last week of daily programming. The third week of January, we're going to change to a, a, new, a new format. We'll run a program, probably a longer program, every other week. We want to invite you to keep coming back and listening. You know, listen to the different pastors and missionaries and such that we're going to be talking to. Get caught up on all the news from Camp Nathaniel and everything else. So if you want to know when that's going to be taking place and what the schedule is going to be like, just go to the Camp Nathaniel Facebook page. You'll find all the information there. 